Welcome back to my show. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Ben Napton, and I'm taking over Hey Brew or so Hey Ben. The thing is, like, the fucking crossover of the Venn diagram of the listeners to both shows yeah. is so small, I reckon. Yeah. People will still be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He's back. He's everywhere. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hey Brew, a show about beer and storytelling. Each episode, one of us brings a beer and a story with some kind of link between the two. And if you're expecting to hear Elliot's voice right now, there's a very good reason why I'm doing the intro. Uh, Elliot came back from a trip to Japan uh, about a week and a half ago. And with all the COVID-19 stuff, he's in a period of self-isolation at home right now. Um, so I've called in a big old favor and got friend of the show, Ben Napton on to, uh, fill the co-host chair with me. Uh, Ben, say hi to the folks at home. Hello everyone. My real name is New Elliot. (laughs) (laughs) Here I go, baby. (laughs) Uh, okay. So I guess, (laughs) I don't know if I need to explain that joke. I'm not gonna. No, No, don't. Let's just keep going. Um, yeah, we've been trying to get Ben on the show for uh, a period of months now. Um, but we're all... I'm a hot commodity. Dude, we're all, we're all busy people and schedules are tough to coordinate when you're a busy adult with many important things to do. Yeah, I worked... I, well, I worked one full-time job and I basically the other one is another full-time job. Yeah. A creative into retail, I guess. Yeah. 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 Like any actor in Hollywood, you work retail. A hundred percent. I'm selling myself. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Um, yeah. So this, uh, despite me doing the intro, is a regular scheduled episode of Hey Brew. Uh, it's just going to be a bit weird. Uh, I don't know how this is going to go. Ben likes to take over other people's podcasts. So what? <laughs> that's what I've, that's word on the street. Char, please. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to uh, keep the fences up for a little bit. I came because I'm parched. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to get to that. Uh, I've just got to bring up my notes. And here we are. Um, I guess we, we, we usually speak about like... What what beers we've had recently uh, as a, as a way to get things moving? Um, Ooh, okay. How, how's your beer journey going lately? Um, I like to pick up new things. As I was explaining to you mm. off record, mm. um, after a long day of uh, dealing with a lot of Karens at work, mm. or if I have to do a lot of script reading or directorial notes for the creative side of things, mm-hmm. honestly, I just want to go home and drink like a nice cold one. Yeah. Um. I drink a lot of pale ales because it's something I enjoy. I don't mind a good IPA every now and then, mm-hmm. but I tend to stick to pale ales because I just prefer the taste for my palate. Just a bit milder. Yeah, 100%. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's so much more easy to drink after a long day. I've been drinking... Lately, I've been drinking quite a bit of Old Mate. Oh, yeah. Which I really enjoy. It's a classic. It's yeah. really good beer. Good local beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... One that I've tried recently is Liquorland's own, their own brand that they've done. Um, I think it's called like Hairy Men or like Four Hairy Dudes <laughs> okay. or something. The bottle has... You could be describing any brewery. Yeah. <laughs> the bottle has a picture of two dudes on it with beards and it's like a brown label. Okay. I picked it up because not only was it $18 for a six bottle. Okay. That's all right. Um, yeah. I was like, it has dudes with beards on it. And it says tropical palette. I'm like, oh. I love a good tropical palette. And it actually was a nice tropical beer. It's it it a bit sweet, okay, but it wasn't too strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 1.3, so pretty standard, mm-hmm. I guess. And 
very refreshing. Okay. Could definitely smash down all six in a night. And did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, though. Yeah, you thought about it. I will, if things go the way they are in terms of Australian COVID-19 <laughs> times. Mm-hmm. I will definitely... Because bottle shops, as everyone should know right now, this is a hot commodity. This is really hot hot news, hot topic. Mm-hmm. They're essentials. Everyone get out there. Go to your Dan Murphy's. Yeah. Go to your First Choice. Go to yeah. your liquor lands. Go to your local bottle shops. And just buy some local beers. Yeah. Support the local companies yeah. while, you know, we're in this crisis of a time. Yeah. Bit of a lockdown. Yeah. And just keep supporting each other. Be yeah. more self-sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a few local breweries around Melbourne which have their own like direct sales website mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll mm-hmm. do delivery, usually free or cheap. Um, I think the online way to go in the next coming weeks in yeah. terms of that's going to boom. Yeah. And they have to boom. Yeah, so shout out to our Garage Project from New Zealand who a couple of weeks ago set up their Australian web store uh, finally. Mm. Um, and their shipping is wicked quick. Uh, and Hop Nation Brewery out of Footscray is real good and they also... Uh, you can just buy straight from them and they'll send it to you. Oh, what was that pale ale I sent you a photo of? I'm like, have you tried this? And had the picture of the monster on it as a yellow can. Oh, that's not helping at all. Was it kaiju? Maybe? Nah, nah. I don't really like kaiju that much. Um, it was like, uh, I forgot what it was called, but there's a picture of like a monster on it. He was like a black hairy dude. And he was surrounded by two other people. The can is predominantly yellow with like a bit of white on it. Okay. I sent you a photo. I'm like, have you heard this? You're like, yeah, man, they're a great brewery. I'm like, of course you fucking heard it. You've yeah. drunk everything under the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get back to you, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll check in during the show. We'll see if we can. Yeah. I'll have a look at photo. it now if you want to keep talking. <laughs> it's definitely on my phone to Mr. Jeffcott. All right. We dug through the archives. Turns out Instagram's retention on that image was not so good. So we no. don't know. Yeah. But, but it was a good bit. It's a good parallel. Right. So, I think it's like monster something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I, with that information, maybe maybe we can, maybe we, someone out there can, can track it down for yeah, us. Yeah. I'm sure the people listening are also drinkers of the alcoholic yeah. beverages and they know what I'm talking about. Hopefully. Yeah. They know what I'm laying down. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, why don't we get on to today's beer? Oh, yeah. Because you've been uh, eyeing it off pretty feverish. I love to judge books by their covers, yeah. especially with beers. Yeah, <laughs> beers by their covers. Um, so uh, this brewery we've featured a few times on the show before. It is Chur Brewing Company. Um, they are from New Zealand, but everywhere in the world except Australia, they sell under the name Behemoth. Uh, but in Australia, they go as Chur because of like some existing brand that was already using the word Behemoth. Chur bur- the Chur Burger or what? No, 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 no. Like they couldn't use the word Behemoth in Australia because Behemoth was taken by something mm. else. Is it an energy drink? I think it might have been a beer or a brewery already over here. And oh, so anyway, how unfortunate. So what we've got in front of us is their Heaps NZ IPA. Oh. Um, so a couple of quick notes off the bat. Heaps is really good New Zealand slang. If you want to sound like a Kiwi and you've got a lot of something, say you've got heaps of it. I've got heaps, bro. Yeah, yeah, heaps as. Heaps, heaps as. as. Heaps as will make you fit or right Or when in. he said wicked before, I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah, well, that's either that or like a very Boston kind yeah. of pickup. Yeah, Wick- wicked. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. <laughs> smart part. Smart part. Um, yeah, so this, this beer, uh, there was one they made for a New Zealand IPA 
competition. Um, oh. I, I tried to I tried to find out what year that competition was, uh, but the record keeping online for that competition was not great. Um, so I would say sometime in the last few years hmm. they made this beer for the first time. Um, but it is brewed using uh, a bunch of. Uh, hops are from around my hometown in Nelson. Get out of town! Yeah, well, like that that whole region. We're drinking some of your home. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that 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 region. I guess for your not your knowledge, um, it's a story we've told a few times. North Island, uh, north of the South Island, Nelson sort of area. I understand. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's well known for growing certain varieties of hops, and I think they've got two of them in here. Awesome beer, awesome people, awesome times. Yeah. That's dope. Oh, I thought that was you saying that. Is that on the can? That's on the can. Okay. This little message here, by the way, you read that, and that's basically the story of you and Elliot. I'm going to read it, because I don't think we ever have. Uh, Behemoth was born out of a hobby which quickly turned into into an obsession, and then into a life dedicated to good beer. Life is too short to take too seriously, so the only thing we take seriously is bigger tasting beer. Beer consumes us, and in turn, we consume it right back. That's fantastic. The tagline for Hey Brew. That's quite a long tagline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so the, the image uh, in keeping with uh, Behemoth slash Chur's uh, brand book, I guess, um, they've got like this green monster guy with a massive underbite, but he's like wearing a farmer's outfit. He's got a... Love it. Blue overalls. He's got a pit, pitchfork and there's sheep and hot plants behind him. Red flanny. Like a weirdly photorealistic set of sheep. Yeah, dude. This literally cut and pasted yeah. Photoshop. It's like <laughs> clip art. Yeah, clip art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's sitting at sort of six point nine uh, percent alcohol, two point four standard drinks with this, big, with this big boy can. So I say we just uh, we grip it and rip it and oh, pour it in. Grip it and rip it. Yeah, boy. Oh, that's pleasing. Oh, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> don't worry, there's an art to this, which you have. If I don't do this now, it'll do it in my belly. Yeah, exactly. I actually learned that quite recently. Yeah, me too. I, it was just like a video on my Instagram feed or something. It was a guy doing it. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm. I love this color. Mm. Nothing in it. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. Certainly smells like hops. I'll say that much. Yeah, it does. Yeah, very like kind but of not not like super 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 like punch you in the nose. No, it's like it's like that kind of subtle pine smell. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna put this in my mouth now. Oh, yeah. Me too. Mm. Oh, that's got quite a flavor. It does. That's that's definitely what I want. Yeah. After a long fucking day of either editing a vi- yep. editing a video or or working or just just doing any type yeah, of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's like the that hop flavor like with that little bit of bitterness. Oh, yeah. It's definitely there, but it's not it's not like drying you out. It's not drying my mouth out. No, with, with the amount yeah. of bitterness, I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it definitely makes me want too. to drink more to get rid of the dryness, but it's not like overpowering or overwhelming in that well, way. Well, that's what I did. I took some nice gulps. You, you like lost about half of that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. an alcoholic, everyone. Yeah. All creatives are. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think at this point, every beer we've had from Chur on the show has been pretty decent, I would say. Yeah, and so, this, so this they've is, got that consistency is, there, which yeah. is really, really, and, really good. Um, yeah, they, they always kind of have a pretty strong flavor without it without it being that kind of thing that feels too intense or anything like yeah. that. It's, you know, f- for, for someone like yourself who drinks a lot of pale ales, this, you know, if someone's out there in that same boat, like yeah. this might be a big step up. Well, sometimes as well, when you drink some IPAs, some IPAs really kick you in the mouth, mm. um, which is why I, I like IPAs. I the, But the IPAs that I have drunk, um, a lot of... From what I have drunk, mm-hmm. a lot of them are very like woo when I when I, when I drink them. Yeah, this is really pleasing. Yeah, the, this yeah. to me might be a good stepping stone if somebody's trying to like yeah step up into something into a beer that is has a bit more of that kind of punchy flavor mm. just to experiment with the with the palate a bit. Um, it really gets you when you first do it. Yeah, and then it like mellows it. Yeah, it really sits, it co- coats your tongue a little. It's bit. It's like a bunch of kids, like a bunch of people going to the beach. They set up. It's like going into the waves. You're like, oh, it's cold, but then you really gotta you get, just and then die you get used to it. Right in. And then you come out and you bake in the sun a bit. Yeah, dog. Yeah. So mm, I'm we're, some we're, bacon inside. Yeah, we're gonna nestle into this beer now. Oh, this is delicious. Um, I'm keen to be educated. Well, let me get to that now. Then I, I, I better think of some funny quips. <laughs> Um, yeah, so with like with everything that's kind of going on at the moment in the world, um, I actually really struggled uh, to come, to like go through the beers I've got and come up with a topic because a lot of our a lot of the stories we do on the show like they tend to be we're looking at history and we're looking at like a weird character or mm. something that's kind of dangerous or bad and it's 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 kind of it wasn't kind of the vibe I, f- I felt like going after at the moment. Mm. Um, I wanted something a little more positive, I guess, and putting good vibes out into the world. No, that's good. I think yeah. that's, that's a really good uh, mindset to have on, especially during these times. Yeah. And um, as creatives, we should be um, definitely keen to give that back to the world anyway. Yeah. Not yeah. to sound pretentious or no, anything. No, but it's, 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 a, it's a small piece of good that I can feel like I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm producing. That's a, that's a lot of reason why like some comedians perform and, um, and why, that's why I act and why I create because mm. I just want to bring some joy back because I love simple things. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's really, really good. Also, yeah. I had a killer, killer set of information for like the Halloween episode, which everyone I was not a part of, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh. going to come in a Buzz Lightyear outfit. <laughs> that, that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, but, maybe maybe next time. Oh, yeah. We'll, I've got we'll, that outfit. We'll try and sort that out. Um, but yeah, so today, alongside the Heaps NZ beer, um, I'm just going to talk about heaps of NZ stuff, heaps of stuff from my home country that I love. Yeah. And things that like give me bits of nostalgia or beautiful country. Yeah. Fantastic government. Yeah. Currently. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of greenery. Yeah. Generally really socially progressive. Yeah. Um, I think it was like one of, if not the first nation to give women Very vote. expensive to buy video games in. That's uh, kind of similar, to, it similar Australia. to, yeah. similar to Australia. Yeah. I was told apparently it was like really expensive. Uh, it, no, it's pretty close to here. It's just also with the exchange rates, like mm. New Zealand dollars, not as strong either. But do you have cases of COVID in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, like it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, except for Papua New Guinea. Really, it's not there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I've kind of, I'm just going to move away from that now. Yes. Good. Um, I've basically broken it down into a few sections and kind of grouped some some things together. Um, the first section I've just called weird slang, because um, like most <gasps> countries, we've got our own like built-up terms for things. Heaps is heaps is exactly one of them. Choice, yeah, choice, or like my favorite thing is the unfinished simile. Um, so we'll say that's good as. 
You do do that. Yeah. Yeah. You people are weird. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so heaps, like I said before, it just means a lot. Like, yeah, you say I was heaps pissed. Um, just means you're drunk. Yeah. Um, we've got a chili bin. Oh. Yeah. So in Australia, you would call that an esky. Yeah. Uh, it's a cooler. It's an ice box. All those sort of things. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I know here, uh, esky is just like a brand name that's kind of taken on the generic. You mean a... a, a- an Australian brand name? Yeah, yeah. So es- yeah. Esky is just an Australian brand, but now it's become the term for the for the item. Yeah, it's like for Eskimo for cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the chili bin I think is also a brand name. Um, chili bin, a kiwi brand name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it also describes what it is. Well, which I is didn't. Nice. I didn't know what a chili bin was until I met you. Yeah. Um, and so you educated me on that. I was like, yeah. that blew my mind. Yeah, but it, it but just, that's the thing. Like, it sounds, it sounds whimsical. Chili it does. Bin. Chili bin. Yeah. I'm like, do you put your bird's eyes in there? Or like, what are you, what are you talking about, you spicy boy? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's a chili bin. Um, next one, it was jandals. Excuse me? Jandals. <laughs> oh, for your feet. Yeah, yeah. so flip-flops. Yeah. Uh, or, thongs. Well, I, I think Australians calling them thongs is a crime. Like, Why? You go to any country and you say, I put thongs on my feet, and they'll just get very confused. But it's a thong. It makes a, That's the sound it makes when you hit someone with <laughs> Doesn't. No, but like when you flippy flop, it's like thong, thong, thong. What flip? What jandals are you wearing? Um, well, mine f- I'm, because I am of Asian descent. I am wearing filas, so I'm buried <laughs> in my stereotype. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, jandals was actually a uh, trademark term in New Zealand in like really in trademark. The 50s. Yeah, because a guy had like gone to Japan and been inspired by footwear that he'd seen there, and hmm. it's, it's a portmanteau of Japanese sandal. Yeah. Yeah. Which I always figured was the case, but I never actually knew that until now. Isn't that like, amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a jandal. I, I I remember at one point I was looking up the different names in the world for jandals or flip-flops. Mm. And apparently in some parts of the world, they call them slappies. <laughs> Which parts of the world are <laughs> that? I don't know. I'd love to go. But, but it was like, AKA this, 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 this. And one of them was slappies. <laughs> that sounds so British. I don't know. I don't think it was. I think they just called them flip-flops. Elliot would know if he was here. He would. Sorry, Elliot. I'm making a call. Uh, yeah, it's called Slappies in Britain. <laughs> I don't know. Where you Slappies into Wait, the city. You, um, you just wear some Slappies in the city. <laughs> I like football. Yeah, good. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Elliot. Uh, I murdered Elliot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to cry when he hears this. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, the other one I've got, uh, just to finish off the weird slang section, is uh, the beehive. Um, so it's not, it's not quite slang, but... Um, beehive? Like, will you get your honey? No, it is the common name for the executive wing of the New Zealand Parliament. Get the fuck out of town. Because the way it's built is structured to to look like a beehive. A beehive? Yeah. Um, it's it's Yeah, so often it's kind of taken on just a general slang for, like, Parliament when people talk about politicians politicians use it? Like, no, oh, they, yeah. they, they 100% do. Like, the, get the, out. the media refer to it as the beehive... You know, like it's uh, like how in the US they'll say like... You people are so whimsical. Yeah. You're magical. Like, <laughs> it's like in the US where they, they refer to the White House as making a decision, but that's just a building, but it houses different parts of parliament. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like when they're talking about government or the government at the time making a decision, it'll be like, we cross to them now at the Beehive or that sort of thing. Like it's, wow. it's just silly. It's interesting here in Australia, like um, Parliament House here, people just say, just chuck it into... Canberra, the yeah, city. Like yeah. now to Canberra, and yeah. people just re- think of Canberra, but they don't know. Yeah, they never call Can- Canberra's House. origin story is so funny to me. Like 
Melbourne and Sydney couldn't agree on who should be the capital, so they just created a city for yeah. it. Act. Yeah. <laughs> and just ensconced it within New South it's Wales. A, it's the smallest little piece of shit. Yeah. It's like just a pimple on the you, south you of New South Wales. Airlines, some airlines don't fly to the ACT, like uh, to Canberra. Why not? Like, there's only... There's a, I, I learned this quite recently because my friend works... Um, in, in Canberra. We right. have a few friends that work in Canberra that we know of. Um, but when I wanted to go visit him, he said, oh, just get the the, the Greyhound here because it's like a six-hour bus ride, mm. do whatever. Um, because there's rarely any flights that come in. And, and if they do come in, they're like very expensive. Yeah, right. And then it's like Virgin flies, Qantas. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of Jetstar flights. But then yeah. like apart from that, no one else really Yeah, I remember at one point like in. the Canberra to Wellington air route was like monopolized because of just like that's where the two parliaments are really um i don't know what the state of that is now um if no one's flying to canberra at all well, anyway. no one's flying out well, anywhere no. <laughs> <laughs> topical yeah. jokes yeah um so next section oh yes next section uh is titled uh sports we're weirdly good at so rugby yes yeah, we know yeah um <laughs> So for a country of four and a half million people, um, we're weirdly dominant at like a very small group of sports. Like uh, I'll get to rugby, but like rowing is one that we're really good at. And we've like had a lot really? of Olympic success at different forms of rowing. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you have a lot of strong rowers in the Australian team as well as in a lot of European teams. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what it is about New Zealand that has produced a lot of successful trying to get rowers. out of the water. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so like rugby is obviously the one that we're most well known for. Yeah. Um, cause you guys are very good at it. Yes. Cause you have big, strong Maoris like. No, it's, it's more that like as a nation over the years, we've kind of just like picked that one sport and go, yeah, let's funnel money into that and just like have all these programs That's to bring kids very up. true. Yeah. 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 yeah you're Whereas very you, right with that. You look at like the size of Australia, they've got a lot more resources so they can have programs for different Depends sports. Depends what state you're in too. Queensland yeah. is a predominantly big rugby state, yeah. not just for union, but also for rugby league mm. as well. And especially in the far North Queensland, yeah. that is their sport. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so rugby union is what we're talking about, and the the All Blacks are the yeah. other than the the, uh, the national men's representative side, and that's probably the one that we're most well known for. Um, I guess if anyone's listening and they don't know what rugby is, uh, fifteen aside, um, and like when I tried to explain it to my girlfriend when we were watching it, well, like f- she, fifteen aside, or rugby no, 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 union? like I was trying to explain rugby union to her, and we were going to watch some of it. Um, and you, she grew up in Melbourne. She only knew AFL, yeah. basically. And the idea that you run forward, but you can only throw the ball backwards and you have to like get it to the other end of the field and the main way you score is called a try. Yeah. Like it just, it sounds insane, but then when you watch AFL for the first time, it's kind of the same Union thing. Union is definitely a lot more, I think rugby league is definitely... It's far, more fast paced. It's fast paced, but, fun, but it's like also... Those, those aspects are all still there as well. Yeah, I, I think union is more of a gentleman's game mm. because... Yeah, there's a weird amount of like respect and... And a lot of rules. Protocol. And yep. like, it's funny when you see the tiny referees talking these big guys down and saying like, no, you don't do that. And they're all like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... Yeah. And there's like red cards and yellow cards. Yeah. There's unlimited amounts of tackles yeah. with your scrums. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. called a scrum. Yeah. There's, there's multiple scrums. Yeah, it's nuts. We're getting too much into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, they're uh, hugely dominant. Like they, the, the teams only existed since 1903. 
Mm. Um, but they have a 77% winning record. Until they lost for the first time to South Africa uh, during one Rugby Cup. I watched Invictus. That's right. all I know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the interesting thing that I didn't actually know, no team that they've ever played mm. has beaten them more than they've beaten that team. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, knew like, that. I knew that fact. They're just so fucking strong. And it's like kind of inspiring that a country so small can just dominate the entire world at something just because they put their fucking mind to it. Exactly. And just went, now nah, we're going to do this There's a now. lot of pride in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I be a Kiwi? If you want, yeah. Fuck yeah, it. cool. Yeah. I mean, I speak on behalf of the New Zealand government, so fine. <laughs> from the Beehive? Yeah, yeah. Well, not from the Beehive, but on behalf of. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm a Kiwi now. I'm a Kiwi Asian. Yeah. Ni hao, bro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even Chinese. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> why i said wow um the other one that uh is pretty interesting is bungee jumping yes you guys well that originated in papua new guinea yeah so like bungee jumping's been around for fucking ages yeah um but the like modern commercial form of it was started by a guy out of new zealand yes i i knew this fact yeah. as well by the name of aj hackett um and yes. if, if you go do bungee jumps in new zealand like it's under the aj hackett franchise yeah well the, the good ones which has anyway. bled through to australia now as is well okay. yeah um yeah like i said he wasn't the first one to come up with it by far um but yeah certainly set up the first commercial operation around it but it's crazy that your country kind of monopolized on it because bungee jumping in new guinea is a way to test the the balls of yeah. like warriors and people within certain tribes and stuff yeah and they didn't jump from like mountains or whatever they built really crickety yeah they're like, like shitty fucking wooden towers. towers yeah and they jumped off with like bamboo rope yeah no i've, I've seen footage of it yeah. and i'm like that no stop it and a lot of them would just hit the fucking ground yeah, yeah. And be just cool with it. Yeah. That yeah, that stuff is crazy. Yeah, high death rate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wouldn't have thought so. Um so I I don't know if you've done one. A bungee? Yeah. No. No. I did one in Queenstown called the Nevis Bungee. Um so Is it, it I think I've been there but I didn't jump. Right. Yeah, so it's it you they drive you like forty five minutes out of town yeah. up this fucking track to a canyon. With a and, river down the below? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, you don't jump off the bridge, though, because that's, like, a, that's a different bungee. Yeah, it's, like, attached to the built, like, the complex that leads out? No. Or is this a different No, thing? I, know, I know which one you're thinking about. Oh, okay. And th- that one is actually up by the, the Luge in Queenstown, and it's got, like, this long platform, and you actually get a run-up, because it's a, the, the harness is around your waist. Yeah. Um, that run up. Oh my God. Yeah. And there's like footage of people like running towards the edge and doing like fadeaway backflips out of it. And it's, oh my God. Um, but no, the Nevis one is like this metal box essentially suspended above a Canyon. So it's like cables on either side of this Canyon and this box hanging in the middle. And they take you out to it in this little cable car that they have to pull out by hand. And it's a 134 meter drop. They wheel you out. Yeah, so yeah. no one's out there with you. No, no. There's like people just like out working in that little booth that's suspended. Oh, yep, yep. But they have yep. to take you from like where they've driven you up out to it. Yeah, it's just hanging out there. Um, oh my god! At the time I did it, um, they were saying that it was the the long the highest bungee jump in the southern hemisphere. Yeah. But nowadays, if you look it up, it says it's New Zealand's highest. So something tells me that maybe there's one now that's bigger somewhere in the I'm southern surely- hemisphere. In Southern Hemisphere? Yeah, because I, I did this was like years ago when I did it. Yeah. So 
that's quite possible but it's like eight and a half seconds of free fall oh my god but i think that that counts like did you pass out no but i think that counts the time that you bounce it's not just that first drop yeah because it, it didn't feel like it was that long would you consider it to be like have you ever gone swimming in an ice cold lake and then come up for air is that what it's like no do you know what i'm talking about you know that sensation i do i've never done it um it's Oh, it's it's hard to describe because you you're obviously standing there looking down at like the canyon floor, and then you have to choose to jump out head first, and trust this rope essentially. I'm getting anxious thinking yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, the the good thing about the AJ Hacker franchise and the years they've had doing this, like it's rigorously tested, yeah. very high safety rating, all that sort of stuff. Um, the wild thing is, so it's like a harness that goes around your ankles, mm-hmm. which is pretty well known mm-hmm. um but there's a little uh i guess like there's a little thing that you can pull out um like this little pin basically so that when you get to the bottom of the bungee you're not just hung upside down while they, while you wait for them to pull you back up so it basically like just moves the harness point so that you can get your head up so all your blood's not just going to your head oh that's really good it didn't work on mine oh no so i just had to kind of hang there <laughs> did you try to use your no, i basically just like use my abs to kind of like keep my head up as much well, as I could. Strong. You no, it fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst one was actually the guy who jumped before me. So they walk you out onto like this little square. Yep. And then you just have to like jump up, jump out the, the face of this thing. And they tell you like, you know, go head first so that you go head down and you don't like wreck yourself. Mm. The guy before me just basically hopped forward. So he was going feet first. So that when oh, you, no, that, when, wouldn't that do some damage? Well, it's more that like when you hit the bottom, you just swing really violently yeah. because the rope stretches out. Yeah, like it probably would have just like made him feel real gross for for a second or two. But well, he deserves that for not listening to the professionals. Yes, yeah. and then I got up having seen that just like the perfect fucking swan dive. It was, it was real good, elegant. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's uh, New Zealand being really good at weird sports. Kinda. That's dope. Yeah. Um, next section is probably the the biggest um is on our, our food and drink uh like the specific food and drink kind what of icons. is your food culture besides cooking things underground and barbecue pig i'm gonna get um, well, i don't know about barbecue pig i'll get to the i'll get to the hungry later oh yeah yeah um our, our food because we're like english colony um it's it was a lot of like were there no dutch people yeah b- before the, oh, like yeah. there was Abel Tasman came out before Captain Cook and mm. this, I, I don't know how many Dutch people actually came out then, but he, he was in a... Early really? Tasman went out? The guy that did Tasmania? Yeah. Wow. I yeah. don't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of the food growing up, depending on, you know, what sort of um, background your family comes from, like mm-hmm. a lot of it was kind of like roasts and like meat and three veg and... Very, very Western, very... Colombian, British. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then obviously with like uh, Asian immigration, there was a lot of that sort mm-hmm. of culture mm-hmm. and food introduced. And it's it's kind of similar to Australia in a way where you do have some elements from all the different cultures that have moved yeah. over there. Um, it, sound, it sounds like it. Yeah. Like you, you can get a lot of different foods there. But, but um, you guys like people are more inclined to eat traditional like Maori food than... Um, indigenous food here it, in Australia. It really depends where you are. Um, oh, yep. Like the further south you go in New Zealand, basically the wider it is. Really? Yeah, like a, a lot of the Maori population is actually further north. Um, 
And so like I didn't get exposed to a lot of like Maori traditions and stuff because that my schools just weren't in a part of the country where that That's was really interesting. Big. I didn't know that. The, the government does a pretty good job of like getting that stuff into schools, and it's mm. better now than it used to be. But um, I, yeah, I never, I never, for example, did a hangi. Mm, um, mm. But a lot of people just did that because it was like part of their school's orientation into Maori culture and things like that. Wow. But, okay. Yeah. Anyway. In terms of hungy, getting onto the hungy. Well, the hungy actually. Where do I have that? Later on. Um, you got to wait, listeners. Yeah, you got to wait for that hungy. Oh, it is coming. H- hang out for the hung- hungy. Yeah. Um, so the first item is a chocolate fish. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's uh, pink or white marshmallow covered in a layer of milk chocolate. And yeah. It's in, in the shape of a fish, they're about like I don't know, fifteen centimeters long. Get the fuck out of um, here. And they, they like when they put the chocolate on it, they give it like a rippled finish to kind of make it look like scales. Um I am I am mouthwatering listeners. That yeah. sounds delightful. Yeah, it's just like chocolate and marshmallow. Yum. But it's in the shape of a fish. But it's also like uh part of our slang around like um rewards for children for things to be like a, a common phrase would be like, give that kid a chocolate fish or that kid deserves a chocolate fish. Just oh, for like wow. doing something good. Like, yeah. yeah. Um Next one is Hokey Pokey Ice Cream. I have not had Hokey Pokey, but I know of you know the Hokey Pokies. Okay. Um, so it's basically just like vanilla ice cream with small bits of honeycomb toffee in it. Yeah. Um, the it, Like it used to be just like chunks of it, but mm. um, the main way you get it now is like tiny little orbs of it. Mm. And they're like crunchy honeycomb basically. Um, but yeah, Hokey Pokey is basically just a New Zealand term for the like the honeycomb itself. Um and I don't think I've seen it over here, um, but it's, it's a huge part of... Like, I think you'll find them in really niche... Maybe, yeah. Um, but you can get some New Zealand food George, stuff George, over here now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a, a, a big part of my growing up was Hokey Pokey ice cream. That's awesome. Mm. You've also got those dope-ass chips with the penguins on them. Oh, Bluebird. Yeah, Bluebirds. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're just like a different brand for similar chips you can get over here. I don't know. Maybe like, not. They taste different. Like yeah, they they're like a, a I, they're like a ripple chip, yeah. but kind of thin. Well, that's the thing. I I can't find anything that replicates that taste. You can find here in Blue, Australia. You can find bluebird chips and coals now. Yeah, definitely. But like before they were here in Australia, mm. I couldn't really find oh, like no. find them. No, or anything like it. And there's like this biscuit as well that you get. They're, they're like a New Zealand chocolate biscuit, I think. And they've got like hundreds and thousands on it. Oh, yeah. Of. Do you yeah, know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yep. Yeah. Hundreds, they're called hundreds and thousands. Oh, you couldn't really get them It's here. got like a pink icing on it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's basically like a wine biscuit with pink icing on it and then hundreds and thousands. Like it's just sugar. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, but it's delicious. It's Fun so fact. You don't know this about me, but I used to date a Kiwi. No, I didn't know that. Yep. She was like... We dated in high school and mm. she introduced me to a lot of these things okay. that you were talking to me right now, except for this chocolate fish. I don't know about that. Yeah. Did you ever have lemon and pie door? No. Okay. What is that? So it's, a, it's a soft drink. Um, so it's originally made using lemon juice. Oh, LMP. LMP. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's originally made using lemon juice and carbonated mineral water from the town of Pyro. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nowadays, it's not using the mineral water. It's made by Coca-Cola. But originally, it was that's sad. It was basically lemon and the mineral water from the town of Pairoa. And that's yeah. where they got the name. Um, In New Zealand, do you think you could get something like that similar ever again? Or is it, is, oh, probably. Is it just probably. like what it is now? Um, the thing is, I, I, don't, I don't know when the transition happened. I don't know if they're still using the mineral water. Mm. I know that I'm pretty sure it's not produced there anymore because yeah. Coca-Cola is the one making it. Yeah. Um, 
but it's to me it's it's kind of like solo in its taste but milder yeah it is yeah yeah it's yeah a little more subtle um it's refreshing as fuck yeah it goes really well with southern comfort actually that's a popular drink okay in New Zealand. i will definitely try this out file that one i away. love soco you can get lmp well, so yeah you can get lmp at coles yeah uh, I've seen you can also it. get that here in our government <laughs> <laughs> yeah lmp yeah yeah um but they are like pretty well known for their for their uh, slogan that they had for a long time, which is world famous in New Zealand since ages ago. Since ages ago, that's yeah. that's very. But Kiwi it was the idea of like world famous in New Zealand was basically like they're huge in New Zealand, but no one knows outside of New Zealand what the fuck it is. It just sounds like you know how Australia is perceived as a really relaxed mm-hmm. nation, which we are. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe New Zealand have done it better. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, 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 I, yes, you we guys have. are just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And Australia's like, yeah, whatever. But you're like, yeah, yeah whatever. Australia is weirdly aggressive about their yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think it's because they really want to sell into that fact. Yeah. 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 Whereas we're just like, no, let's just, just be fine. We're just be New cool. Zealand. Just come, be, just come be cool. New Zealand. Yeah. Just come hang out. Um, Your government is really dope. Yeah. They're real nice. They're really good. It's a green labor government as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, as of, I think it was Friday, um, they're removing abortions from the Crime Act. Really? Decriminalizing abortions. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good on us. I mean, now, I everyone knows, now everyone knows where our political um, agendas lie. Yes. Um anyway, next next on my <laughs> next on my list, let's just let's just keep it moving. Let's stay away from here. That's why I'm here, baby. Let's keep away from here. Take over my new show. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stay away from heavy topics <laughs> like hostile takeovers. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, having a party. <laughs> next on my list. It's Marmite. Yuck. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing as Vegemite. Yeah, but and it sucks. It, they both suck. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I am Asian. We don't eat, we don't like any of that salty no. ass shit. Um, but yeah, they're essentially the same thing. Like uh, some people will be like, no, Marmite only or Vegemite only. It's like they're, they're the same shit. I will say, I think Marmite is a touch more mellow. Okay. Just, just a I've, touch. I've not done a fucking blind taste test or anything, but like to me, they're just kind of the you same. Could, I reckon you could tell the difference if you did. Maybe. I don't, I, I'm not like someone who frequently eats it though, so. Good. It sucks. <laughs> they both suck. <laughs> no, I have it and it never goes off. Why do you have it? It basically never goes off. Like it's. So in case the world ends in terms of like zombie apocalypse, you're just going to eat yeah. spoons full of marmite. Well, no. There. You only need a little bit. Yeah. Because okay. it's an intense flavor and you yeah. eat it, you, you go butter and then you go a little bit of marmite. A thin layer. Some cheese? Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. Like a yeah. bit of cheddar. Really yeah, good. Really like good combination. Cheddar. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh the next one I've got on my list is the I'm here to fuck you up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what? As in like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw spanners in your work, so oh, I'm okay. gonna comment on everything. Yeah, good. I, I thought you would. Um <laughs> I, knowing you as a person. Damn it, he knows me. Yeah. <laughs> uh next on the list is the Pavlova. Ah, topical. I also feel that you also created the pavlova. But Australians are like, nah, fuck New Zealand. We well, created the pavlova. If you want more on this, see episode eight of Hebrew, where I literally tell the story of how neither nation created it. I haven't listened to episode no. eight. I listen to spots of episodes that I yeah, find yeah. really enjoyable. So the, the pavlova, essentially, the cliff notes, is that it was like a generic, generic kind of food item but you created meringue, did you not? No. Is that what New Zealand no, created? No. No? Like, meringue is uh, just... Just it, meringue? Yeah. Did you guys create the Lamington? I don't think so. I think it's a British thing. Is it? Yeah. 
I don't think so. But the anyway, Pavlova is basically like... A th- but alas. <laughs> a Pavlova existed and then New Ze- some guy in New Zealand made one for Anna Pavlova and then tried to lay claim to it, essentially. Like it was already a concept. It wasn't a new thing. Oh, wait. I have listened to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the short version. I can't remember what I said. Go back and listen. Um, <laughs> next one is pineapple lumps. Have you seen those? What the fuck is that? Oh, are they like little... They're, so they're little bricks of chocolate. Yeah, with little, pine, yep, with yep, like yep, a yep, yep. with a soft and chewy pineapple flavored interior. I have had those. It's kind of like it's like a marshmallow texture, but a little bit more yeah. chewy. If you like pineapple, eat it. If you don't, yeah. don't eat it. They're real. Like one one thing that some people do is they'll put them in the fridge or the freezer, and they get nice and crunchy. Mm. Yeah. Chop them up, put them on some ice cream. Yeah, because they're, they're they're pretty small. Like I'm trying to think how to describe the size of it. It's like I don't know about the size of my thumb, maybe. Like, they're pretty small. People's thumbs are different, Mike. Yeah, I know. But that's an approximation. Fair enough. People yeah. can do their own math. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last item on my list here for uh, food and drink uh, specifically is Whitaker's chocolate. I hate Whitaker's chocolate. Fuck out of here. I do not like it. I will end your entire career. <laughs> it's just crap. No. Yeah, dude. You're so wrong. Whitaker's sucks balls. <laughs> Is, oh, look at him. Listen, he is stumped. He's going red in the I face. I can't believe this. He is not it's happy with such me. such good chocolate. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. We can just take a fucking hike. What, what's your prefer? What's your go-to then? You just say, can, I you love Cadbury? Yeah, I love Cadbury. Cadbury is the ultimate chocolate. Is it? It fucks on every chocolate in the world. Oh, I do like like Meiji chocolate too from Japan. Oh. But their chocolate's there. Chocolate is different everywhere. Yeah. Well, let's just agree that USA has shit chocolate. Yeah. That's yeah, no good. But in saying that, have you... So, fellow uh, listeners, <laughs> I have frequented on a podcast called Cruel and Unusual Nourishment. Are you plugging someone else's show that's not even yours? Yep. <laughs> because I <laughs> because I guess I guess hosted that for a while. Um, where I tried a Whittaker's chocolate slam or some oh, no. shit. No, you did the thing where you put a chocolate bar in a fucking meat pie. Yes, I did. That's hor- I've never heard of that until that well, episode. you fuckers created it. Yeah, I know. But I didn't know about it. Well, I had it and it was... Okay, well, you've experienced Whitakers in a perverse no, no, no. situation. I had Whitakers before that, dude. And it's under... It's like overrated. Nah. I think, I think honestly, part of like New Zealand's appreciation for Whitakers is we used to have a Cadbury factory in New Zealand. Mm. And then Whitaker, uh, sorry, Cadbury moved all of their production like to, to Europe or the UK or something. And just yeah. like, a whole bunch of people lost their jobs. And then also the, the, uh, the recipe changed and it... Like was a decrease in quality. Yeah, um, but Whittaker's have been making chocolate since like the 1800s. Yeah, and it's like New Zealand family-owned business still is owned by the Whittaker family. Um, That's amazingly yeah, awesome. Yeah, they're p- like palm oil-free, and they're what's known as like a bean-to-bar chocolate producer. So they, they should look into updating their recipes because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, you, he doesn't. <laughs> you can, you can have your opinion. It is something that every time I go home, I bring back a fucking stash of it because you you can get some of it here. Yeah, but you're not, right. But there's a lot of maybe like, I'm not eating the right Whitaker's chocolate. That might be right. Maybe that's it because they've got like these. Mm. Um, you seen the the lint chocolate bars where they're like that that really kind of thin block. Yep. So Whitaker's have ones, oh yeah, Whitaker's have blocks like that, but they're like really interesting flavor combinations, and those are the ones you can't get here. Okay. So those are the ones I always bring a stash Maybe back. I'm just not eating the right Whitakers. Maybe. I'll but for- the Whitakers I'll, I eat suck. I'll force feed you some after this. Yes, if you have some Whitakers, I'll eat some Whitakers chocolate. Yeah. I eat cho- I love chocolate. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I love chocolate. Okay. Well, you can reserve your judgment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move on now. <laughs> I don't like how this is going. Yeah, I want to rise out of you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get one. Consummate <laughs> professional. You're entitled to your opinion no matter how wrong you are. <laughs> I'm changing up. I'm against the status quo. Yes, you are. Yeah. This will be the first and the last time. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. Um, so the next one, I've got two real quick items on uh, kids stuff, essentially. Like uh, when I grew up, these were just like iconic kids uh, toys and stories. Okay. Uh, so one of them is a Buzzy Bee. Um, and I don't think anywhere in the world, maybe the UK had them. Um, but they're, the fuck is that? Yeah. So um, a popular kids toy that resembles uh, a bumblebee. Yep. You've seen those like the big fat bodies and things yeah. like that. So um, I don't know what they're made of now, but when I was growing up, they were usually like this wooden toy. The man out of wood. Yeah. And, or at least the one I had was, and it was like, you know, about this big, kind of 20 centimeters long. And it How had. How thick was it? No, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a girthy boy. Holy shit. So, it was yeah. like, so you, if you threw that at someone, it would hurt. No. Well, uh, yes, but that's not, I was a small <laughs> child. I wasn't doing that. Yeah, of course you weren't. I, could, I couldn't lift that thing. Yeah, you, no, was it heavy? No, I mean, it was made of wood. I, I don't remember. I was too small. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it had wheels. Uh, and oh, you would, you, shit. And it had like these wings, which were basically discs sticking out up? the side of it. No, so you would you would pull it along by the string yeah. and the wings would spin as it went along and it would make this clicking noise. So it kind of sounded a bit like it was buzzing if you pulled it oh, fast enough. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, but like you can find images of like, the Buzzy Bee across like all sorts of kids uh, stories and toys and stuff. It's just like this iconic New but Zealand kids thing. But it's nothing that's made now? Like no, no one... I'm pretty sure they still make it. I'm not sure who makes it though. I don't know if it's right. like been snapped up by some toy company or something. Okay. But definitely still a thing. Yeah. Um, the other one they've got here is Harry McCleary. That's what they call me. Yeah, well, uh, it is a <laughs> series of kids <laughs> picture books uh, by New Zealand illustrator and author Dame Lindley Dodd. I'm pretty sure we read Harry McClary's here in Australia yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Then that seems like an easy thing to, to export. Really similar to like Aussie Bites. Have you ever um, read any of those? No. No? Okay. No. Um, but the books are about a dog called Harry McClary, who's kind of a... We've read these books yeah, over here. Yeah, kind of, kind yep. of a mixed breed dog that looks a lot like a black Scottish terrier. Yep. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the other characters in the stories are like other dogs in the neighborhood, as well as a, a local cat who is the, the main antagonist. The coolest um, dude, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the names in a minute because they're great, and I still remember like the taglines that they have when I was writing this out. Um, but the books are like actually designed to be read by an adult to a child, with the way that like the text and the images are laid yeah. out, so that you can kind of hold it and present it to the kid. Yeah. Um, and each of the animals has kind of a delightful little rhyming name and descriptor combo, um, usually relating to its breed, such as. I mean, Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy. That's just mm. more... It's the title character. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, Snitzel Von Crumb with a very low tum. Ooh. Who is a dashend. Very low tum. Yeah. Uh, Hercules Morse, as big as a horse, was a, was a mastiff. Her- These are great names. Yeah. Uh, Bottomly Pots, covered in spots, was a Dalmatian. Yeah. And finally, the, the, the antagonist, the cat. The, the best character. The bad one, Scarface Claw. Uh, the toughest Tom in town. He's a bad guy. He doesn't get a rhyme, basically. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, like there was a whole series of these books. There were like, I don't know, six or eight of them or I'm something. I'm pretty sure they're pretty popular over yeah. here as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the characters sort of like went outside of the books and certain things. But 
yeah, that, that was a like those books. I I still like have memories of them being read to me. I don't like remember oh, sweet. exact things about them, but um, yeah, it was definitely definitely part of my childhood. Were you a cute kid? I guess I don't know. <laughs> it feels like a weird thing to say yes to. <laughs> were you good? Like, yeah. were you inquisitive? What were you like as a child? I don't. I don't think I'm ready to answer these questions. Here you are. Can I just move on? <laughs> Can I just go through my story? I'll make a note of that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. How did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. The the last few things I've got here, I've just listed as cultural icons, which are more more kind of like a catch all. Russell Crowe. No, we don't. He's not one of ours. No, we're trying to let you have him. Nah. Um, it's like a few of them are more related to Maori culture. Okay. Um, and kind of like that national identity kind of kind of yeah. piece. Um, so the Haka is the first one. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the All Blacks, which are, there are many of, which yes. a lot of people don't know. Yeah. If you've seen the All Blacks play, um, you will see them do a Haka basically between the national anthems and then the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a like traditional Māori war dance, although nowadays it's more like of a ceremonial or challenge is where you'll see them. It's like you know, they're not really going yeah. to war. Um, that's why they do them. At, like a lot of sports teams will do one, like the yeah. national sports teams. Um, most high schools will have their own one. Which I think is really good that they're bringing that Māori culture back to... Yes, yeah. to schools. Um, no, I mean, really like, good. it's it's always been there. Like, my high schools, when I was growing up, they would have, like, you know, rugby matches against other schools, and they would yeah. both do their respective hackers before the game. Um, but, yeah, they, they also get used at, like, uh, different types of ceremonies, welcoming special guests. Funerals. Funerals, mm. um, celebrating, like, significant achievements and things yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, as you said, there isn't just one. Like, even the All Blacks have two yeah. that they use now. Um, the one that they've had for the long that they've used for the longest time is called Kamate, um, which is actually from uh the Nati Toa uh Iwi or tribe. Mm-hmm. Um so that was one that was like an existing one that they were using. Yeah. But in two thousand and five, um the Haka Kappa Opango was actually designed for the All Blacks. So they've got for the union team? Yeah. So yeah. so they've got their own like dedicated specific one. Yeah, because Kamate is still done by the rugby league team. Yeah. Or, or sorry, the uh, New Zealand International Rugby League. So team. A, a lot of New Zealand sports teams will do Kamate. Yeah. Um because it, it has kind of taken on uh an image of it just being like our sports event yeah. haka. Yeah. But it's more than that. Um, yes. And yeah, as I said, schools will have their own one. Um, it's something that to me as as an expat and like I've been living in Australia now for like seven years. Um, whenever I see one, like if I'm watching the All Blacks play and they do it, like it almost never fails to give me like a little bit of goosebumps or like that, that pang of nostalgia yeah. and homesickness. Well, I love watching. So when the Rugby World Cup is usually mm. on, I love watching teams like Tonga versus mm. other teams like yeah. when they were Samoa and yeah. they were like... They've got their own ones as well. And I love watching it because I love tradition. Being yeah. a um, w- with a Thai background, I, mm. I, I do love tradition as well as like... It's just something that... Not that that means anything, but it's it's something that like I think everyone should be really proud of their own heritage, yeah. and you know it's just a really big thing for me, and I can definitely respect other cultures and what they do and their mm. traditions that they use yeah. as well. And it's lovely seeing the islander like way of life as well, mm. so which is awesome. Yeah. Um, next one I've got here is the the hangi, uh, which you mentioned. Oh, we, earlier. we've hung out for it, and here we are. We've hit it. Um, 
so yeah, I said it before actually, like I've never done a hungy because um, I just, you know, wasn't around people that were doing them because yeah. they're pretty involved. Um, so it's a traditional Maori way of cooking. Uh, it basically involves digging a pit, uh, which is called <laughs> called an umu. Um, you, heat, you heat stones in the pit with a fire. Then you place baskets of food on top of those stones and then you bury everything for a few hours. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of like, but they're steep. not like super 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 hot. No, no. Right? So it kind of is like a slow steam cooking in a way. Um, kind of healthy if you think about it. Yeah, if it's it's steamed just, like you that. have to just like dig a fucking hole in your backyard to do yeah, it. It's, it's it's definitely a yeah. Thing. Like nowadays, you can get like gas powered kind of uh, mobile hungy kits, which kind of replicate the cooking method without having to dig a hole. But it'll never taste the same. No, though, probably would it? not. You know and what I like, mean? A lot of families will have built up their like traditional way of doing it with their secret ways of yeah doing things over the years and yeah it's like in um so for example in thai culture when we cook a lot of things like a lot of meats like mm. a lot of meats and skewers or whatever mm-hmm. if, so if you go to your thai local restaurant and go like i'd like the satay chicken please mm-hmm. or like i'd like the pork skewers they'll come out they've been grilled traditionally it's on coal right in a clay pot or yep. on a clay uh, or on a um a griddle with coal mm-hmm. it's that smokiness which you will not get in anywhere yeah. that's not thailand okay Interesting. Yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of want to get some. That sounds, dude. It sounds good. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. You cannot get that taste anywhere in the world, which I assume as well with like traditional hungi t- would taste leaps and bounds different and better. Yeah. than some of these, I can respect and understand the way that some cultures will try and move forward with it or try to, yeah. you know, modernize yeah, yeah, it yeah. as well. Um, which is, I think, is fantastic. Yeah. I think it is really good that we do that, and yeah. it's more accessible yes. to people who want to try that. Yeah, which is what I love. Yeah, because then that might, like, them tasting the way the food is, might be a gateway for them going, "I do want to actually try doing it the right way." Exactly. Doing, going the, yeah, the full, it's more rewarding for people. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, I went That's to wholesome. Yeah, it's like I went. I went to Canada and had poutine over there. Different to everywhere else you've been. Yeah, because yeah. so the issue in Australia, at least then. Um, to make the cheese curds, you need raw milk, mm. which uh, until I don't know twenty fifteen or something was illegal to import in Australia. So yes, you're right. So anywhere here making what they called poutine was really not using the right kind of cheese curds. Yeah. Um. So it was like an approximation, but tried it at this place in. Why is that? Do you know why? Well, I think because you because you haven't like homogenized or pasteurized the milk, and so it's like. A little more dangerous. We have, Australia does have some really extreme laws in terms of importing yeah. like fruits and. But even and since stuff. they relaxed that restriction, I haven't seen anywhere kind of pop up and go, "We've got the real thing now." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of a similar thing of like what you're saying about how people will get close to it as a way of like you know getting people uh, uh, introduced, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's it's never going to be the same as the as the real thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Next one here as Ponamu, uh, which is jade or greenstone, if, oh, if you've okay. seen that. Yes, I have. Um, so in Maori culture, Ponamu takes on a whole different kind of significance. Big reverence. Um, so it's if if you haven't seen it, it's a it's a type of stone uh, that is it's various shades of green depending it's, on the it's type. It's not similar to jade. It's its own type of cut and type well, of it, green. It depends because there's like different types of ponamu yeah, depending yeah, on the type yeah. of rock and all this thing. But it's it's definitely like it's always green and it's like a little bit translucent. So like a little bit of light will get through and give it like this really kind of smoky look. Yeah. Um, Every kiwi I have known has 
had one and and wears it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nowadays it's used for for jewelry primarily, um, but historically, um, like I said, it's held a special place within Maori culture. Um, they're considered to be taonga, uh, which means treasure, uh, which means that they're protected under the treaty. You're my taonga. Thank you. <laughs> um, but like a classification of Taonga means that it's protected by the Treaty of Waitangi, mm-hmm. um, which is like the settlement document from, I don't remember what year, um, which has problematic elements, but is, um, you know, was set up to try and like give Maori people kind of, they can retain control of certain things, which over the years they've rectified a bunch of problems uh, with that. But yeah, Ponamu uh, Taonga increase in mana, uh, which is a Maori word meaning kind of prestige or power or mana, respect. Did you say? Yeah, mana. Yeah, um, which is a, a huge part of uh, their culture. Um, and so, yeah, they increase in mana as the ponamu uh, passes down through generations. Yep. Um, and the most prized ones have histories that kind of span many generations. Right. Yeah. Um, so they they uh, are often used as gifts. Yeah. Uh, to seal important agreements. Um, Someone told me once that, uh, you know, within uh, the culture and the tradition and that you you can only be given Ponamu, like to go and get it for yourself or go and buy it is is not strictly speaking correct. I, I don't know where yeah. that comes from. That's uh, so similar to um, wearing a Buddha in Thailand. Really? Like it's definitely something that you, obviously you can go buy it, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, it's usually something that is given to you. Yeah. And like for, for a reason. Yeah, the Buddha yeah. that I wear is something that I was given to my mother when I was born. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. something that, but I'd never wear it. It's something very yeah. special to me yeah. and to my family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like historically, they were used for all sorts of tools and weapons and yeah. um, ornaments and obviously jewelry. Uh, but it's actually only found in the South Island of New Zealand. Mm. Um, and the South Island in Māori is called Te Wai Ponamu, uh, which means the Greenstone River. Oh, there you go. Or the greenstone water, sorry. Yeah. Um, But yeah, all naturally occurring Ponamu is uh, now as of, I don't remember when this agreement was reached, but um, it's under the ownership of the Nai Tahu Iwi Mm -hmm. tribe, um, which basically means like there's a ton of restrictions on who can and can't gather it. Yep. Um, there's, There's only like certain parts where anyone can just go and like look for it. But even then, you're restricted to what you can carry unaided. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, whatever you can walk away with in your hands, that's how much you're allowed to take. Yeah. um, Because it's, you know, pretty finite and valuable. Yeah. Um, Isn't that that sad that if you think about it, how how it's finite, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll end. Yeah. It's just like something, it's a resource that we really need to protect. Yeah. yeah, but if you go to like the the west coast of the South Island of New Zealand, where there's a lot of it, um, there's all these businesses that are set up to like sell uh, Panama jewelry, and some of them will like take you out to areas where you're allowed to just go looking, and you might it's like, it's like if you try to go gold panning, like you might find a tiny little bit, but it's not yeah, going to be much yeah. good for anything. Um, I remember there was one place we went to when I was a kid. But it's all agreed agreed upon, yeah. And it's all yeah, like yeah. It's all agreed board. agreed with the government and all that sort of thing. Well, I assume so. I haven't looked into those You'd individual so. businesses. Yeah, yeah, I feel they'd get in a lot of trouble. It's like when Mexicans want to sell you silver. Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, silver was a when I went to Mexico, I didn't realize this until I went there. Mm. The silver trade was like a huge thing 
in some parts of Mexico. So right. when you get silver, if it's legit, a lot of it's printed in Mexico as well. Okay. So a certain number and type of printing that you get in yeah. Mexico, that's real silver that you can find. Mm-hmm. So big deal, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And the, so the last thing I've got on my list for today. Wow. What a journey. It's the kiwi. Fruit or bird? Bird. Ah, yes. The kiwi fruit, uh, tra- before it was called the kiwi fruit, it was called a Chinese gooseberry. So, Is it from China? I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just like, I don't know when it started called... No, I know why it's called a kiwi fruit. because it kind of looks like a kiwi bird, but... Because it's furry and yeah, small? Yeah, it's brown and furry and yeah. small. That's kind of it. Um, but yeah, it, the kiwi, <laughs> it's a fucking weird animal. Um, it's our main national symbol. It's, and it's literally the modernized dodo. Kind of. Um, yeah. It's it's all like a, a kiwi is a is a word that I would call myself. Like it's it's taken on this name. It's like our self identity is you know. It's w- your national animal. Yeah, I don't know if it's like officially our national bird or anything, but it's definitely a national symbol. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a flightless bird, roughly about the size of a chicken. Um, and they they got like these these brown kind of coarse feathers, and they have vestigial wings, but you actually can't see them through their feathers. Yeah. Um, They've got like this really long beak. They're bloody Pokemon, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they sure look like they could be. Um, but their beak is like essentially this. It looks like they've just got a, cho- a single chopstick sticking out of their face. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but their nostrils are basically at the end of it. And the way that they find food is sticking that into holes to find bugs. How do they eat? Is, so the nostrils there, is, is their mouth I, opening there too? Yeah, I think like I think it opens a little bit. I don't know. I've never, like, this is what I'm going to get to actually. Um I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, a little I'm bit. excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, they're incredibly rare, however, nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, due to the fact that they're nocturnal. Um, so it's hard for anyone to see them and they live out in the bush. Are they endangered? They're pretty, I think, officially, they're like vulnerable. And one of the breeds or species, sorry, is like a little further down towards uh, endangered, uh, mainly because like a lot of introduced. Uh, pests and animals mm. have eaten the shit out of them because Aww. they're they're, well, like, they're defenseless. Well, also the eggs are um, the thing that gets eaten more, yeah. And then the kiwis obviously get killed along the way. Um, but yeah, they they also don't move that quickly or fly. Um, oh my god! So there's 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 a whole bunch what of pathetic like, birds. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, there's like a whole <laughs> bunch of like national efforts, uh, some local, some more broad, to kind of like. Uh, you know, raise them in captivity and then That's start great. to reintroduce That's them really good. as well as pest control yeah. in those areas. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, oh, getting some some churr churr up in your heaps. Yeah, That's heaps come, there, bro. Coming <laughs> out of my mouth with the churr. Um, but they're they're so rare. In fact, that I only saw one. I only saw a live kiwi for the first time this year. When really? I, when I was when over, you were over there. Yeah, so I was in uh, Hokitika, which is on the west coast of the South Island of New Zealand. And they have a place there called the National Kiwi Center, which is kind of a like a halfway house almost between. Mm. So they like have another the heaps of them that you saw. Sorry, no, two, two. Um, so there's the, like somewhere else they like hatch them and raise them. Yep. And then they t- like they take some of them to the National Kiwi Center mm-hmm. where they're kind of like in adolescence almost. Yeah. And they they raise them a bit more and then they try to reintroduce them. So where they've got them set up is like this permanently dark room, mm. and they've got like a lot of. Uh, they've basically tried to replicate the the natural bush environment that they would go into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was over there in February this year and 
is, I don't know, it was like 25 bucks or something to go and walk through the center. And you can also feed a live eel there and you can do a bunch of other <laughs> stuff. Um, a live eel? Yeah. Hold on to your pearls. There's, there's tons of them. You can stroke these eels. Jeez Louise. Yeah. It's, it's a wild place. Um, but yeah, they, they had this enclosure and you like one of the viewing areas essentially is like, there's no glass there. There's just a hole in this wall into the enclosure. Wow, that's and pretty. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, and they were just, like, we we walked up and there's no one around, and then they were just like running around in this in this space, and it like like chasing each other. Yeah, well, there was there was a a male and a female in there, and apparently the male is all kinds of horny, and the female's having none of it. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Um, but they were kind of just like running around and then we went back later to when they, there was a feeding. <laughs> this is no, so no. funny. He was chasing. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there was a, no, this is what the guy told us when he went to feed them, which we went back to, to watch later. Um, we were just like put out some food for them and then they all like, they came out and they were running around and it was like, like the, I, I didn't expect it to be as heartening as it was to like see them and to actually hear their call. It's something I've never heard in my life. Can you do one for me right now? No, it was Aww. like this kind of high pitched. Not like a, a squawk or a squeal, but just like a quite a high pitched tone, ah. kind of like that. But it was like held for a ah. while, kind of like that, <laughs> kind of like that. I am an actor. Yeah, I went method just then. I was the kiwi bird. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, don't, I don't really know what else to say about them except to say like they're a weird, stupid, pointless bird, and I love the shit out of them. And do you think you have that love because you're so proud of your country? Cause it's, you, it's it's that, and also like growing up, like calling each other Kiwis, and like it being a national symbol, yeah. and it's kind yeah. of just like it's reinforced in so many ways. Yeah, I'm sure everyone who's listened to us, or to you, educate us about your beautiful land. Mm. Um, Mike is definitely a very proud mm. um, New Zealander, a yeah. Kiwi. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently trying to teach myself Māori, um, it's tough because I'm teaching myself and I can't talk to anyone around in that language. That is but the hardest point. Yeah. When I'm not in Thailand, my tie goes out the yeah. window. But the thing is like, uh, even in the even in my schooling, like I got enough, I did enough uh, Māori in our classes. Like they make you do at least a little bit, mm. no matter where you are. Um, so like I, I already knew like the pronunciation rules and things like that. It's just more, what I never learned was how to actually like use it as a language. So yeah. like it's, it's, it's that part of like building on that foundation. Do people speak it quite frequently There's, in New Zealand? It depends where you are, but like some, some words and concepts will just be used in normal English speech. Like, yeah. like the word mana is used a fair bit. Um, mahi, which just means work. Like yeah. I was, I was playing with a, a uh, some people in Frisbee and they were like uh, a phrase that one guy had was do the mahi, get the treats. Basically like do, do the work at the trees. Get the, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's like little bits like that where like it will blend into English speech as well. And like, Very interesting. And like Kyoto is used everywhere. Yeah. Um, and like Air New Zealand is pretty good for just like using it in a lot of their stuff. Like uh, if you look at the, the seat back screens on an Air New Zealand flight when you are leaving the plane, mm. they'll always say Matewa, which is basically see you again. Oh. So there's like little bits like that where it's it's not it's not quite to the extent of like Canada where they've got like bilingual street signs. Yeah. But they they're like really they're like in that direction. Yeah. Of a lot of places will kind of have both next to each other, or they'll they'll have it displayed and then they'll have the translation next to it and and that sort of stuff. And oh, that's dope. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah it was it was one of those things like living in australia for a while i was like man i wish i'd learned it and so i was like i'll just buy this book and it's like a a 30 week kind of thing yeah um and i've had a couple cracks at trying it um but yeah currently trying again so good you get there yeah um yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of my uh that's that's my uh things i love about the place i'm from that was heaps educational yeah i'm glad you and i i wasn't sure it was going to be educational it was just more trying to just like be a little bit wholesome today no it was super good that's where i want to be i'm glad that i was here to do this this ipa is pleasant Mm. it definitely um like it's a good ride yeah yeah. yeah, which I had enjoying listening to you speak about your home land. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. All right. So with 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 all of that uh, said and done, uh, final thoughts on the Heaps NZ IPA? Man, I am heaps enjoying this, and I have actually drunk the whole thing. Yeah, you have. It's you that, definitely feel that two point four yeah. standard drinks you, at you, the end. Of yeah, it. you've just you've just stumbled into the trap that is uh, co-hosting the show. Is that if you're not the one doing the speaking, you drink first. Yeah, you and finish you, it, and I drink quick. Yeah. Um, no, it, it definitely like it's definitely a good ride. It it mm. hugs me. Yeah, it hugs my brain. <laughs> I think like what what we spoke about at the the top of the show with it was you know that that initial like hit of the hot flavor. Yeah. When you haven't like had anything to drink yet, like it does kind of get you a little bit. This is not something you should smash. You should enjoy this. Yeah. 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 But like as as you work your way through it, like you've you've kind of you've coated your mouth with 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 its goodness. Most well, definitely. And it's still there and it's and a really pleasant you're just coasting. Yeah. And it's a really pleasant like mm. taste in your mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's still mm. there but it's like this is nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not bloated, but in saying that, I I, did, I had a pretty good pour. I feel yeah. Um, it's just such a really good. It says a lot of it <laughs> in this game. Yeah, what's the fucking rating on these in terms of milliliters? Four forty. Oh yeah, yeah. What's your what's standard um can? Uh, I think it's like three seventy five is like your your so you the, the small one. Do you reckon if it was three seventy five, it wouldn't be two point four? It would be yeah. A little that, bit that's how it works. It's a calculation by volume. Yep, math is my uh, strong point. <laughs> that's why um, I act. <laughs> but a, a lot of craft beers are starting to come out in these in these tall boys now, which is great. Yeah. I love what I what I want is just a nice beer. That I know can get me buzzed, which mm-hmm. I am definitely buzzed. <laughs> um, I'm I'm heaps buzzed, heaps buzzed. <laughs> yes, um, good. And and enjoy that. But like things like you know, not to say that like old mate and those type of pailers I drink um, mm. are like not you know heavy. Yeah, but they definitely don't buzz me. Yeah, well, like, like old mate in particular is designed to sort of just be something you can have a few of. I dr- well, you know? I drank twelve of those on Australia Day. And I wasn't drunk, mm. so you know I was I was yeah. buzzed. What are they? But like I wasn't four or five percent, something like that. Yeah, something like something like that. But like I wanted to get I wanted to get a bit drunk. Obviously on Australia Day. Oh, sorry, Invasion Day. There you go. Um, but I I don't know what it was, but I I, mm. I was I'm not as buzzed as I am now. Right. I was just lightly buzzed, and I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah. But in saying that, is an enjoyable beer. But mm. we're not talking about old mate. We're talking about Cher Brewing Company's Heaps New Zealand IPA. Yeah. Which is ama- which is delicious. It's heaps and you good. know what? It's heaps good. Even though they're born out of a hobby with their obsession with beer and they've d- <laughs> dedicated their lives to good beer, it's right. Beer consumes us. And in turn, <laughs> in turn, 
we consume it right back. We sure did. Well, I still got a little bit left to go because I did say a bunch of things. Well, I slurred a lot of those words. <laughs> That's right. We, we can cut back to the start of the episode where I did a clean read. Yeah, no, I was like, clean. I'm, I'm a heaps of it's, it's good as. It's good as, bro. Yeah. Um, now's probably a good time before I plug our shit to, to give you a chance, Ben, to, to plug your creative endeavors. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. why I'm here. Well, I mean, it's an aspect of why you're here. No, I'm here to enjoy your company and I was thirsty. Yeah. So. And you have a, f- a shit ton of different types of beers in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, but hi, hi, guys. My name is Ben and I am a performer on a D&D uh, live show. It's not really live. A D&D show that I do on YouTube called Split the Party. We are three seasons deep, finishing very soon the third season. Mm-hmm. Um, we have wrapped up filming season four about a week ago and we should be releasing that. Mm, I'm going to say, <laughs> don't say things you can't take back after August, there some of those months after August, but we'll start if things go the way they are, we'll probably start editing early Yeah, and then maybe we'll have, have a backlog time. of that. Yeah. yeah. But you can find us on youtube.com slash split the party. Yeah. Also, I want to plug this as well. We also have a Patreon now. Even though you haven't watched any of our content, I'll just let you know about our Patreon. Yeah. We have uh, heaps of tiers on our Patreon where you can eventually play D&D with us. So if you watch mm. our show, if you get into it and you enjoy what you see and you want to play a game with some of us, definitely have a look at some of our tiers on Patreon. Yeah. Maybe you might um, subscribe or you might want to just support us in creating the content that we create. Yeah. the thing I think... Um like the last few years, there's been a huge explosion of D and D related. It stuff, is definitely in its golden things. age yeah. right now, and it's it's definitely mainstream. Yeah, the the thing that like is so I got into shows like The Adventure Zone and things, which are great show. Yeah, but a, a lot of them tend to be like between one and three hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. Think about Split the Party though; it's like 20, 30 minutes. Extremely niche. Yeah. We have hit the curb. We're the only ones that do it. It's um, <laughs> um professionally edited. Uh, episodes that we create Mm. we don't have an audio platform yet but we are looking at that very Mm. very soon in the near future um they're about the longest one if we do if we do hit it it's gonna be about like maybe half an hour yeah we try to keep at least 25 minutes tops um if you want to do if you do want to start you can start at season one however i would highly (laughs) recommend you start midway through season two Actually, yeah, that's actually a yeah. good, really good spot to um, start it from. Yeah. Or, or season two. You can but start yeah, season because two. Because the episodes are nice and short like that. It's, it's easy to kind of... Well, we start hitting that shorter curb you, then. You could dip your toe in the water and be like, yeah, is this okay? Is this for me? Yeah. Season yeah. one's okay. It's definitely like the first season of Seinfeld. It's uh, You want to come back to watch that. <laughs> when, when, when you can appreciate it more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So start, start season two of Split the Seinfeld and uh, Seinfeld. you'll enjoy it. Sign, I hope. Sign the Feld. If you don't enjoy it, email um, Mike here at Haybrew and complain about it to him. Yeah, and I'll forward those directly to you. Which I will delete. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know how that works. Um, cool. And then I guess for us, uh, yeah, as ever, you can find us across Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Haybrew Podcast. I almost said split the party and that's dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've incepted. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've also got the email address, hello at heybrew.zone. If anyone wants to send in what that beer was that Ben was trying to figure out yes. earlier, that'd be great. Um, yeah, we're, we're like 
me and Elliot will will figure out uh, when he can come back to the show. It should be soon. I don't think he's actually sick. I think he just needs to stay at home because yeah. the government said so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it basically is that. Oh, well, they're telling everyone to stay home in the next 48 hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we'd love uh, folks to get in touch with us. Get in touch with me. Especially now that <laughs> things are all over the place and... We, we we hope that the show can bring a little bit of uh, levity and positivity, I guess. Um, listen to a couple of idiots tell it's a story. It's fucking wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, we like to think so. It's really good. I actually like... I've been in New Zealand a few times and... A few times being I've been in New Zealand once. Hmm. And <laughs> I've been in New Zealand once. It's honestly really beautiful. If I had to retire, I would retire to New Zealand. A lot of people do. <laughs> I would, it, when I bank up, when I have a lot of cash, yeah. I'm going to go to Queenstown. I'm going to buy a, a fucking house by the lake. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to live it out eating Hell's Pizza and going up on Toulouse. Oh. Hell's Pizza is delicious. It's fine. It's delicious. <laughs> if you're in Queenstown, you can do better. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But I want to snowboard for the rest of my life. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as ever, we'd... we'd uh, Super appreciate uh, ratings and reviews on uh, podcast platform of your choice. Uh, subscriptions also are super helpful uh, for us. Um, Give them five stars or I'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, where'd that come from? Yeah. Uh, that, that statement is not officially endorsed by Hey Brew. It's endorsed by Split the Party, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just absolute rogues. Yeah. Coming in and stabbing our We're listeners. We're out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Soon we're going to start an ASMR. It's Mike and I just whispering to you. Yeah, I'm going to switch this over to a stereo recording and we'll yeah. get fucking all up in this. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say except uh, thanks for listening. Um, everyone, stay safe. Stay healthy out yep. there. Um, get involved in your communities. Make Check in with people. Make sure they're doing okay. That's been a, a thing I've been trying to do recently is yep. the different groups that I'm in just kind of trying to do things to keep people engaged and 100%. talking to each other. And I, I ran like a Jackbox stream Did on you? a Discord server that I'm in the other night. That's dope. Um, just had like four or five of us in there playing some games together just on the voice chat and just little things like that, you know, like, you know, we did that for like an hour and a half. If you can't buy pasta, just make it yourself. It's just flour, egg. <laughs> Give it a bit of a wheel around, bit yeah. of a bit of a bit of a hand beating. You might need a rolling pin. Use whatever you got. Yeah. Use a bottle of wine because you're gonna drink it. Yeah. Um, I've straight up used a bottle of wine as a rolling pin before. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do that. That's like a that's like an easy quick fix into mm. if you miss out on your pastas because the thing that we're seeing now is a lot of people are buying gluten free pasta, mm-hmm. uh, dietary pasta that they mm-hmm. don't need. It's because it's all that's left because so, people are panic buying stuff If you can like buy, idiots. It, buy it, love each other, care about each other, think mm. about each other. Yeah. And just be kind. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a really good really good place to leave off on. And um, thank you for um, having me on no, Hey th- th- Brew. Th- I enjoyed my time and I enjoyed yeah. heaps New Zealand. No, thank, thank you for, uh, for, for stepping in on relatively short notice. Um, <laughs> it saved us a world of hassle of trying that's to figure okay, out. That's okay, Elliot. You don't have to come back, bro. <laughs> Uh, he's going to hear this and be mad. Yeah, good. Um, but yeah, thank thank you, dear listener, for uh, for tuning in uh, to this episode of Hey Brew. I've been Mike. And I have been Ben. Cheers. Cheers. Man, Elliot's going to love I reckon he's actually going to find it really funny. No, he will. Yeah. He will. He'll love it. <laughs>
He, and he, next time he's going to be like, ah, the man gutting for my job. Yeah. That's a better Elliot impression than what I did on the fucking yeah. podcast. <laughs> hey, governor. Ah, the man gunning for my job. Fuck you. That's, that's pretty close. 